This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, I have Pamela Slavino. Live Authentically is the name of her company, and this is going to be an interview that, you know, I know you guys love to hear about the business side of things, and we will get into that, but we also, you know, have to tap into the mental health and wellness because it does not make sense to gain the world and lose your soul, go crazy, start yelling at your kids because you got more money than you know what to do with it. So, Pam, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you doing? All is well, all is well. Um, I've read your bio. You have really gone through like life's ups and downs from, you know, not just divorce, not just, you know, miscarriages, but um, helping others come out of similar situations and dealing with any shame or humility. And I say that just so easily, folks. I just read uh, The Power of um, Vulnerability <laughs> by <laughs> Brene Brown. And I'm like, man, yeah. the, the things you can learn. But yeah. I, I have to ask, because it's such a fresh topic and you've hit on it, um, your your publicist, your great publicist has stated, yeah. you can talk about the Meghan Markle and how you were offended by the shame. And now everyone's, you know, it's trending again as we speak. How have you, you know, got out of shame and dealing with, you know, loss in your own life? And what do you think about the situation now with, you know, Prince Harry and Meghan? Yeah, so great question. So, you know, I navigate my world through energy, through vibration. So I believe that every state of being, every emotion has an associated vibration. And the name of the game really is to operate from your highest self. So that means choosing high vibrations in every single moment. So shame, for example, is a low vibration. So my goal is always, I, I run myself through the filter, everything that I do through the filter of how can this move me forward? How can I make a different choice in this moment? And how do we do that? By reframing our life experiences, by learning that all of our life experiences are meant to move us forward. They give us the opportunity to grow and transform. So I'm constantly asking myself, how can I move out of this trans, this low vibration and transmute that into a higher vibrational energy? So, um, you know, realizing that, you know, vulnerability is the place to get there. You know, you asked about, you know, the current situation and, you know, I think there is tremendous power in putting our story out there. Vulnerability paves the way for growth and transformation. We can't possibly connect to our higher selves and operate from our highest good unless we, we are raw and real and we show up and we put it all out there and, and not be afraid of it because that's what makes us who we are. That's what makes us unique. And that's how we do our work. That's how we connect to our highest self um, by, by doing that work, putting it out there and not being ashamed of it, saying, you know what, this is part of who I am and I'm proud of it. And I'm going to embrace, that's what authenticity is, embracing the light and the dark and not feeling like we have to keep our walls up or put on this facade or cast this image to the world so that we look like we have this picture perfect life. Like that's bullshit quite honestly. I mean, the magic happens is when we embrace all aspects of who we are, put ourselves out there, and then we pave the way for others to do the same. 
and how do we, you know, walk that line? Because my my Irish twin lives down the street and he has no shame at all. I'm talking about former president and people love that about him, that he is, you know, 100 percent himself. Some people hate it. Some people love it. But there mm-hmm. are certain people. And I, I accuse my wife of being like this. And she accused me of being the same way. But I said he's that's why he's my my, my Irish twin. And I'm not a, a supporter of any politicians personally, mm-hmm. but um, some people don't care and they just live their life and people call them, oh, you're a sociopath because you are just, you know, you're you and they call you all type of wicked names. So is there like an in-between healthy balance? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think you really have to stop and we have to stop and ask ourselves, you know, what is the energy behind my actions? What is the intent here? Am I coming from a place of love? Am I coming from a place of service? Am I putting compassion and kindness out in the world? Um, and really anchoring on the energies. And I do think, you know, again, we have to ask, you know, ourselves, you know, are we, are we hurting others, right? Are our actions hurting others? What are we putting out there? And as long as we're, our energies are pure and we're coming from a good place, the reality is, is that we aren't going to be for everyone. Our energy isn't going to resonate with everyone. And that's okay. You know, really what's happening, a lot of times we take it personally, but what's happening is it, there are vibrational underpinnings. There's an energetic undercurrent behind this and everything, you know, like attracts like. So we find like vibrations and we resonate with different people. And, you know, I always say that there's, you know, there's 7.6 billion people in the world. There's, we're going to find our matches. We're going to find our tribe, right? There's no shortage of people. So I think the magic starts to happen when we flow with the light, with the direction life is taking us, allow, you know, whoever comes into our life to come and, and allow the healthy disconnections to happen, allow people to kind of fall out of our life at the appropriate time and realize that again, it's, it's not personal, it's vibrational, but again, really anchoring on the energies, as long as we're putting goodness out in the world, um, you know, it's okay to, to deal with those vibrational misalignments. And and what if you're one of those people? There's some people I, I sometimes think I'm, I'm one of them. As long as you aren't a blatant liar that mm-hmm. can deal with, you know, a lot of people. I, I, I deal with politicians sometimes and I don't care what side you're on. I want what I want. So if I'm getting what I want, I don't, I don't really care about you, you know, what's your personal views and what you said on CNN. Cause personally I've written some of the speeches and I think it's all BS. Um, it's, you know, usually somebody else's words. So mm-hmm. uh, is there, you know, I don't see myself as being fake. I'll tell you exactly what I think. And if you, you can take it or leave it and that's okay. Yeah. Life will go on, but should we, you know, when we talk about tribes, I think about Seth uh, Golden's book, Tribes, your tribe will find you. And should we be able to deal with everybody? Because we are just human and we all kind of want the same things. You know, we want to take care of our families. We want to be, you know, satisfied physically and emotionally. Um, or should we just, you know, kind of be on one side, pick a side. You be here on A, I'm on B. And should there be no in between? No, I actually definitely think there should be an in-between. I think that's where a lot of the growth happens is when we're able to step outside of ourselves and try to see a situation through someone else's perspective. So that's about having stepping into compassion and stepping into empathy and really expanding our mind and opening it, opening up our minds to different perspectives. I also think at the same time that we need to honor our own personal boundaries and, and not extend too much compassion and, and you know, to a point where 
we allow, you know, ourselves to be kind of trampled over. We have to have those healthy boundaries and we have to be comfortable with communicating them and being really, really clear on what works for us and what doesn't. And articulating that again, there's magic in the communication, letting other people know, because again, sometimes I think we assume, right? We assume that others know how their behaviors or actions made us feel. And, you know, you mentioned the word sociopath earlier, and there's lots of different, you know, psychological profiles, different situations. And, you know, I, I always say, I believe that everyone is doing their best. I give everyone the benefit of the doubt to a certain extent. And I say, you know, everyone is doing their best from their respective level of consciousness. And that may not be what I choose in that moment. That may be not, not be what I say or what I do, but they are doing their best from their respective level of consciousness from their through their life experiences, et cetera. So I think it's important to give people the benefit of the doubt initially, but then watch for patterns and behaviors. And if certain patterns are perpetuating and we feel like our integrity is being compromised, then it's time to say, you know what, time out. This isn't congruent with who I am. This is not authentic to who I am. This doesn't feel right. Getting in touch with our feelings, our emotions is one of the best things that we can do for ourselves. You know, our intuition always gives us the answers. So if that, something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. So really tapping into that and connecting to our higher selves and then making the decisions that we need to make to stay aligned with who we are. And this advice that you guys are hearing, I can tell you it has to work because she has great reviews on Amazon. Check it out, especially for you prime members. Um, you know, everything. It's, it's almost like a perfect review, which is almost it's impossible you know to get that <laughs> nowadays because somebody you could be doing all the best work and someone say you know I loved everything that you did except and so that you know you know that this has been well reviewed by your fellow peers folks and you can catch it on Amazon um, Audible excuse me um, she has the Audible book for those of you who refuse to read you can listen and turn off whatever housewives you watch any other time <laughs> Now, when, when writing this book, how long did it take you to write this book? It took me about two months to write the book. Two months. Okay. Yeah. Um, I always kind of toyed with the idea of writing a book. It was on my someday list. And I just started receiving messages from the universe to go big. You know, I just, I felt like I wanted to, to disseminate my message far and wide. And I just, I sat down, I committed to it. And I mean, a lot of it is channeled, to be honest, like as I go back and look and read certain sections, it's like I almost in some ways don't even remember writing it because it, tr it, it truly felt divine. I mean, the words were just flowing and, and I don't want to say that it's easy because it wasn't. I mean, there were parts of it that were really challenging and I deal with the same ego-based um, emotions or states of being that everybody else does. The doubt would creep in, you know, do I do I really know what I'm talking about here? And then that, those are beautiful moments because that's where I experienced tremendous growth. That's where I was able to dig really deep and say, yeah, you know what? I've coached myself and say, you know what? Yeah, you do know what you're talking about. And yeah, you know, you need to step into your vulnerability here. You need to put it out there. You need to show everyone how raw and real that moment was and how you were at rock bottom. You know, you need to show that because did I toy with, maybe I need to kind of soften this a little bit or not put myself out there. I was like, you know what, forget that. That's not, I'm not doing anyone any, any service by, by holding back. So if I have to ask, if I'm going to ask my clients, ask others to step into their vulnerability, I need to do it first. So that was my way of just putting myself out there and saying, world, this is me. This is my story. And you did something that I preach um, probably every week, teach, 
you had your company publish this book and my audience, they they've heard me say it to folks who haven't, you know, this is why you have to have your company publish your book. But just so I don't feel like I'm just, you know, a, a, a cuckoo clock always going off. Why did you decide to have your company do it? Because it's not self-published folks. Her company published it. So what was your why for that? Well, actually, though, I, it is, um, I'm not wondering, so I did actually publish it. It's self-published. We put it on Amazon. So I didn't work with, um, you know, I didn't work with a publisher on that. So just to clarify. So I decided, and unless I'm not understanding the question, I'm sorry. Well, no, if your company like self-publishes, I'm Henry Jackson or whoever, and I publish it on Amazon and people say that's a self-published book. When you have your company do it, you are like, I have a publishing company just, you know, just for when we want to put out a book. And, and, and that's what you did. And what that does that puts you like for libraries, don't buy self-published books unless you're in their library club. But since your company did it, and if you go through uh, Baker and Taylor, or if you go through, you know, the, the other big company, um, Ingram Sparks, libraries can buy your book. And the librarians don't, you know, put their nose up and say, you're not self-published. Oh, a company did it. Because they don't know who Live authentically is necessarily. It's a company. Uh, yeah, too. okay. And see, this is part of where I'm learning. Um, to be honest, you know, I, I don't well know the landscape of, you know, of how the, all, of the, all of that is structured. And so, you know, I worked with my business manager and his team. I had a whole team of people kind of helping me with the editing and everything and putting myself, putting it out there. So I have broader visions for this. I didn't want this just to be like a one-off book. I mean, my goal here is broad. I want to, I see my purpose on this earth as playing a role in raising collective consciousness. And so the book is just one of many modalities that I'm using to do this. So that's just one of the many tools in my toolkit that I like to, to share with people. So I have, you know, broad visions of, of not just being an author, but, you know, being a coach and doing executive coaching. And ultimately, you know, I want to work with world leaders. I want to work with powerful world leaders to infuse authenticity throughout our entire culture, throughout our entire world. And for those of you, I hope you caught that the executive coaching, because some of you will say, okay, I'll go get the book. I'll listen to it. But Kellen, I need more than just a book. Oh, on her website, links will be in the description box. Um, She has some packages for every reasonable budget. Like if you have a budget out there and you say, I need someone to, you know, really hold my hand. It's, I mean, you can, you can really spend a good amount of money. And so with, with those packages, um, how much hold handing do you need? Cause do you ever get to the point where somebody almost wants you to be like their spouse almost or their best girlfriend? And they say, what is it going to cost to call you every day? Um, do you ever get, you know, any of those? Um, yes, you know, I have different, you know, every situation is unique. So every person needs a different level of support. I do have a couple of packages that I offer. One is, one is more of a high touch or kind of high support level of high support package. And that's where, you know, you can have daily contact with me Monday through Friday. Obviously there are some, you know, reasonable boundaries around that. So weekly sessions, 
Um, and then, you know, emails in between, you can add a couple phone calls. So some people are looking for that. They're looking to really hit it hard right out of the gate They're um, They want to kickstart their spiritual growth and transformation. And then I have a, a more basic package, which is more of a maintenance plan. It's more of, you know, after we've done this for a while and you're sort of got your groove and, and you, you can sort of coach yourself, start to coach yourself. Then we go to more of a maintenance package. Um, but I do charge, you know, I work with people sometimes by the hour, you know, and, and they kind of hire me for one-off sessions, but I really do believe that consistency is such a big piece of this. And I'm happy to walk alongside people. It's quite an honor to guide people and walk alongside them. But I am very candid in the very beginning. I said, you're going, you're going to get out of this, what you put into it. So, you know, I can't work any magic in anybody's life. I'm simply an awakener. I'm there to ask you the really tough questions. I'm there to coax you into really, you know, difficult territory and help you, you know, help you to have these expansive conversations and take your mind to places it hasn't gone before. But really the, the work, the heavy lifting is really lies, you know, on the individual to do the heavy lifting, to get curious, be willing to do the work and realizing that the same patterns and behaviors, et cetera, that got you to where you are, aren't going to be the ones to get you to where you want to go. So it's really, it's really um, redesigning a lifestyle is how I describe what I do. So I help people redesign their lives and help them make choices that keep them in that mindset of investing in themselves every single day. I always say the best investment you'll make in yourself is the investment or the best investment you'll make is the investment in yourself. And in fact, I was listening to an interview with Warren Buffett last week and he said those exact words. And I was like, Oh, he must've heard that from me. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but it is so true because you know what, in all seriousness, that is something no one can ever take away from you. You know, you invest in your mind, your body, and your spirit. That is something that isn't fleeting. That is not something that's going to evaporate. That's not something that anybody can take away. You're always going to have that. And the reality is, is that the value comes from within. So the world responds to you based on the way you feel about yourself, based on the relationship that you have with yourself. So that work really needs to be done from the inside out. And I know somebody may be listening right now and say, well, I hear you say she was like a you know, therapist and, you know, has this PhD or MD, not that you need that. But I think some folks are so used to having letters behind. And I say, what are those letters if the person themselves are going through, you know, hell? I've worked in mental health. and I know some of the counselors have their own issues after they leave. And you're like, how can you, you know, be such a um, hypocrite. Not that any of us have it right, but tell the folks like, what made you have the confidence to even say, I can help you and, you know, with, with the experience because I, pieces of paper are just pieces of paper. And sometimes, yeah. you know, you just have a God-given gift to be able to pour into other people. Yeah, that's such a great question. I'm so glad you asked that. Well, one of my personal beliefs is that life is our best teacher. Life experiences are the best teacher that we could ever have. And I think that that can um, supersede what we can learn in textbooks. I think it should be fortified, should be backed with knowledge. I mean, I'm constantly learning and growing and, and, and reading and expanding my knowledge base. But I do believe that my life experiences, even the challenging ones, have been bestowed on me to help launch me into this role as healer. So I've done a lot of work connecting to myself, doing some deep soul searching, really asking the universe, you know, what, what is my purpose? What am I here for? And leaning into that and trusting. And do I, did I have thoughts of doubt along the way? Like, oh yeah, I'm not some, you know, I'm not, you know, this organizational, you know, expert, blah, blah, blah. I don't have a PhD in psychology. 
Um, but you know what, to be honest, to do what I do, I don't need it. I mean, I am a certified life coach. I did go get you know certified as a life coach because I wanted to establish the, the credibility. I wanted to show the commitment, but um, you know, and just to clarify, I'm not a therapist, so I don't diagnose or treat mental health conditions, but I do believe that um, you know, we, we live in a society where we're, we're quick to label and we're quick to, to, you know, to have a reactive um, approach to things. I believe that a lot of the issues that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, dealing with fear, anxiety, stress, et cetera, can be handled through vibration, through energy, by looking at the world around us through different lenses, by learning how we're, you know, we are so powerful. We're more powerful than we ever realized. And if we tap into that and ask ourselves in every single moment, you know, how do I feel? What do I need? How can I fill myself up spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, the stress and the anxiety starts to kind of dissipate and fade. And we start to experience that organicness and that ease and that flow that we're meant to experience in this human existence. And a lot of folks, they have heard you talk about energy. I know, you know, you grew up in in the church, whatnot. So sometimes people, you know, say, again, pink sides. Hey, I believe in the universe and the energy and vibrations. I can't find that in in any of the scriptures, um, at least for their interpretation, especially mainstream, you know, uh, Christians. So Mm -hmm. can you talk about, how you've been able to pair the two or did you say you know what i'm gonna actually leave this behind because this is making more sense to me and how you navigate that because many pastors have an issue dealing with those things sure and that was something that i sort of grappled with that was part of my my journey was was really going deep and asking myself you know what is my belief system what do i believe so I grew up in a Catholic household. I went to a Catholic school, went to church every Sunday. Um, and I was, I'm forever grateful for that faith-based education, that faith-based foundation, because quite frankly, I have no idea how I would have navigated some of my life experiences and come out on the other side the way that I did without the background of faith. I really reached a, um, a point when, when I was 31 is when I hit rock bottom because I lost a baby unexpectedly in the third trimester. So I literally went from the heights of joy to the depths of despair in literally the blink of an eye. I mean, one day excitedly picking out baby names and a couple days from then sitting in a family room full of sympathy flowers. So my heart was reeling. I was deflated across the board. And quite honestly, I was left in a position where I was questioning my faith. I mean, I was sitting there having some really deep conversations with myself at three o'clock in the morning, you know, sitting there in a sea of tears, just wondering how I'm ever going to move forward. I was angry. I was questioning God. What God who, who supposedly, you know, loves me so much would bestow this, this, you know, agonizing pain on me. So, I mean, my heart was reeling. And so I, that's really when my journey, my soul journey started. Of course, my thoughts were whirling. I was steeped in emotion. I was carrying this heavy burden of grief and loss. And that's really when my soul work started, this inward journey. And that was the point at which, that was the juncture at which I started to go down the spiritual path. And I'll never leave my faith behind. I mean, that's Catholicism, you know, Christianity. That's a big piece of who I am and where I came from. So I believe that 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 is interwoven in my soul. That's enmeshed in every fiber of my being. And I wouldn't want to leave it behind because it's such a big piece of who I am and what delivered me to where I am. But spirituality, I view, I view that or describe that is as 
a process whereby we craft our own belief system based on our own life experiences. So religion is where we adopt other beliefs and dogma and traditions and um, rituals based on other people's life experiences, based on stories that have been passed down. But I said, you know what, to be honest, like I, I wasn't there. I wasn't there, you know, hundreds, thousands of years ago to witness what happened. What I was here for though, was my life experiences. So that began the process of me crafting my own belief system based on my own life experiences. So I did a lot of work in my thirties, crafting that continued to build on that to get me to where I am today. Awesome. And, uh, you know, a lot of religion has driven some people mad and crazy. And a lot of it is not in that in the book. Um, you know, a lot of folks are doing rituals that are actually uh, against the book. So I'm glad that you were able to, you know, articulate that many people struggle with that, as I uh, mentioned. Now, with the success that you have had and that the success that you're going to have, because the best is yet to come. What is a community give back that you're doing or that you plan to do in the Yeah, future? that's such a great question. Um, you know, philanthropy is, is absolutely the direction I want to move. I have, you know, plans of, of starting a foundation someday. But, you know, in the short term, you know, I'm, I'm serving every single day. So, you know, I serve by, you know, by helping my clients every single day. And I'm also available to, to my social media communities. You know, I do calls, I invite people on calls, help them navigate situations. Um, so really it's, it's daily contact with people and just understanding their issues and helping them to understand that, you know, no matter what situation they're in, there's always a way out. There's always a way through. So I'm super excited to start doing, start getting out there more and, and have big plans in the way of philanthropy. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I, I want to see what the outside world looks like after all this is done. Um, see, <laughs> I hear there's some <laughs> there's some big building going on. But no, I thank you Pamela, for coming on and sharing that with us. You guys, you know, I love to take the conversation offline. But after this interview, you can go check the links in the description box, whether you are listening or you are watching. Please make sure you like, subscribe, share, and do all that good stuff. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.